There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Police arrived. They found the telephone the electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cup of murder. Not many people want to be fired. And chances are you leave the job pretty angry that you were let go. On May 17, 1996, a young man was sentenced for the crimes he committed to get even for losing his job at a local Chuck E. Cheese. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Prior to the shooting that would make him infamous in Aurora, Colorado, Nathan Gerard Dunlop, born April 8, 1974, was a boy who was moved from state to state by a mother who struggled with mental illness. A boy who, twice in high school, attempted to take his own life, and who, after testing, was diagnosed with hypomania but never treated. When he was just 15 years old, he committed a string of robberies armed with a golf club and later a firearm. After spending time in a juvenile detention center, was sent to a psychiatric hospital after an erratic episode. In May of 1993, when he was 19 years old, he began working at the Chuck E. Cheese in Aurora, but was fired not even two months later after an argument over scheduled hours. According to stories, he refused to work any extra hours. Friends of Nathan stated that, understandably, he was extremely frustrated about the termination which most of us would be. But what most of us would not do was plot revenge on the innocent co-workers at our former workplace. Nathan Dunlap had vowed to get even for the supervisor making him feel like a fool. At 10 p.m. on December 14, 1993, 50-year-old manager Margaret Kohlberg watched the clock as the last family left the building. She was ready to tally up the money and get her young crew out the door and heading home. What they didn't know was that there was one last person in the building, Nathan Dunlop. He had entered around 9 p.m., gotten some dinner, and played some games before hiding out in the bathroom at 9.50. When he exited at 10.05, he was armed with a 25 caliber semi-automatic pistol. The first to enter his radar was 19-year-old Cynthia Crowell, who was cleaning the salad bar. She was shot close range in the right ear. Next was 17-year-old Ben Grant, who received a shot to his left eye as he vacuumed the night's mess. 17-year-old Colleen O'Connor was shot at the top of her head as she sunk to her knees to plea for her life. When Bobby Stevens, 20, came back inside from his smoke break, he assumed the loud banging was balloons popping and went back to his nightly responsibilities. He began unloading utensils when Nathan entered the kitchen, pointed a gun at him, and shot him in the jaw. Bobby played dead on the floor and became the sole survivor of the attack. Last to die was Margaret, who was forced to unlock the safe before being shot in the ear. Then, after taking the money, he shot her a second time after he noticed she was still moving. He left with $1,500 worth of cash and game tokens and five bodies bleeding out on the floor. None of those bodies were of the supervisor who fired him. Bobby Stevens was able to escape through a back door and walk to a nearby apartment complex, pound on the doors, and call police. Nathan was arrested 12 hours later. He was found guilty of first-degree murder, attempted murder, robbery, and burglary, and on May 17, 1996, sentenced to death and an additional 108 years. 
However, in 2008, Nathan filed a habeas corpus petition claiming that his mental illness and child abuse was never made public in court and may have earned him a lesser sentence. This was rejected in 2010. In 2013, his execution date was set for later that same year, thus beginning the fight for his life. This case took on a racial undertone, and many argued that the death penalty was disproportionately imposed on African Americans like Nathan Dunlop and Hispanics. So, on May 22, 2013, then-Governor John Hickenlooper granted him a temporary reprieve. Basically, as long as he was governor, Nathan Dunlap was safe from execution. Nathan remains on death row with no execution date for the near future. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on May 18th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.